This is Dr. James Crosby, Head of Sustainability at Advantage Utilities. I'd like to ask, could your organisation be more of an energy sector hero? Are you interested in improving your sustainability as a business? Well, now you can obtain the expert view and guidance on renewable energy solutions, on-site generation, carbon accounting, and sophisticated grid energy purchasing options through Advantage Utilities. Our team of experts use the latest tools to better analyse, track and reduce your organisation's energy usage and carbon emissions. To find out how Advantage Utilities can become your one-stop shop for all your energy and sustainability needs, please visit www.advantageutilities.com or give one of our passionate and friendly team a call on 0208-131-4747. Hi there, and welcome back to the Energy Sector Heroes podcast. My name is Michelle Fraser, and every week I will speak with incredible people who share their lessons, experiences, and stories from their time spent in the energy sector. Hi there, and welcome back again to this week's episode. If you're new to the show, then please take a second to subscribe and even consider sharing the show with just one other person. This week, I am joined by Michael Stavinsky. Michael is an incredible business coach, mentor, best-selling author, and in personal development, and his, which is also which I find very interesting. Your friends also call you Mr. Uh, Consistency, which is exciting, actually. Michael, would you like to introduce yourself, please? I'm located in Poland. I'm author, uh, business coach, and uh, I have my own business as well, advertising books on Amazon uh, for self-published authors. And like I'm 44, but less than 11 years ago, I, I took a turn in my life and in my career. Back then, I, I was in the corporate world in IT, database administrator. And uh, I just felt lost there, didn't get much satisfaction out of that job and, and decided to do something else, which was really a big struggle because I was like full of self-doubt and uh, with low self-esteem and that was really a struggle to start and my first idea was to become a writer and that was a bumpy road for the next several months before i published my first book when i've been had been starting i didn't know even that amazon exists but then several months later i published the first book and it started selling so i was hooked and then i started going from one thing to another from writing to habit coaching to business coaching to book advertising and now i'm juggling all those balls and i quit my corporate day job uh, last year in august okay so you were still working in your corporate job while you were doing all this okay so while you were doing all the writing and coaching that must have been really hard though yeah, it's it had been hard. Uh, it was I was doing it for five years before I shifted to half time in my corporate job, and then quickly I uh, downgraded it to quarter time after another year. A quarter time and all those all those things 
that was manageable. The first five years, they were just brutal. Okay. So how did you manage that then? Well, I had strong desire and I just kept going. So that, that's enough. Really, I uh, With habits, daily habits, many of them, I transform my life. For example, I transform my health. Before I was getting sick like twice a year in a bed for a week or two, allergy was killing me and I was a bit overweight. I, I fixed that, started sleeping more. I, I paid attention because I quickly correlated. If I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm getting sick. And often people ask me about like productivity, productivity hacks, uh, how to do a lot, and but they neglect those basics, like proper amount of sleep, proper hydration, proper diet, exercising. It's all I fix at the very beginning. And that was my foundation. But I also built my morning ritual and a big part of it was just renewing my motivation. I didn't depend on one you know, huge enlightenment. Okay, now I will change my life. No, I, every day I was repeating my personal mission statement, looking at my vision board. Well, I'm still doing it to, till this day. Because like Zig Ziglar said, motivation is like buff. It doesn't last long. You need to renew it every day. So I built habits, like the basic habits to take care of myself, to move along with my different careers and, and for my mindset and motivation. And because if I didn't do it daily, like the world, and especially nowadays, we... we sit even more and more social media, media. There is very little positive things in, in those faces. So you are bombard, bombarded with, with those negative messages all the time. And if you do not take action against, well, you will get sunk. Okay. So how do you keep your motivation renewed, actually? Because that, that would be quite hard going for a long period of time. Uh, so... Maybe let's start from the tipping point uh, of, of my journey, which was reading the Slight Edge book written by Jeff Olson, American millionaire. And actually, there is he, he drummed the message of Jim Rohn, a very great motivational speaker. And the message is, success is a few simple disciplines repeated over time. Failure is a few error in judgments repeated over time. So first of all, like... I got this message on the gut level. So it was like, it changed my thinking about success and failure because for me, they were events. But no, they are like a process more than uh, than an event. Of course, you can pinpoint easily this event or that, okay, and call it success or failure. But what really is behind them is the string of your actions and decisions. So I got this and it became a, part of my personal philosophy. That's why I was able to stick longer with things that weren't really providing immediate benefits. And the second part of it was at the very beginning of my, like restarting my personal development journey, I read, read it actually, and the seven habits of highly effective people and listened to Kovei's advice to create my own personal mission statement. 
and this is really the message who I want to be at the end of my life. And I was, I have been repeating this every single day at the beginning, many times a day. And like, that's my compass, my North star. I, I know wh where I'm going to, and I don't want to quit period. I want to get there. So that's how I kept my motivation. I wouldn't say high, but at, at high enough level to keep going. Okay, because that's interesting, because I speak to a lot of people and a lot of people say that they make a five-year plan or maybe a 10-year plan. But I've never heard anybody say that they, they have made a mission statement for themselves. Is that, do you think that that's really important? Uh, I would say like this is what really got me from my old life to my new life because I had different philosophy back then, poor mindset, uh, scarcity mindset, fixed mindset. And this message really written in my own words about my own values, things that were and are important for me. Yeah, it really motivates me. Yeah, it's not like cheering someone from the sideline is cheering you up. It's, it's actually my own words that I truly own. I want what I, I know what I want from life. So, and, and like fun story, a few years ago, I was on a so-called personal development, a, tr a failure trade show in Warsaw. And I was talking to authors and, and uh, like business people. And I think out of 10 and nine told me that they have their own personal information statement. Okay. I never really thought about doing that. I've never had one myself, actually. It's not something that I would have ever thought thought about doing. But do you really think as well that you were saying that, because a lot of people have, a lot of people say when I interview them that they, that they have a, a big support network. But you were saying that you would, you would really, you have to, to keep yourself motivated, you have to rely on yourself. Do you think that that's really important? Do you think... There's only yourself to rely on. We are social animals. It's so much better to have the support system. I just didn't have it. I, I had to create it from scratch. Nowadays, I'm in a few masterminds. I'm in uh, several online communities. I have my daily accountability partner. Uh, we call each other uh, every morning of a of, uh, working day and discuss our just priorities for the day. Mm. But back then, had no one. That's one thing. And also my immediate circle, my family, my friends, they didn't believe that I can achieve anything because, well, that was my track record. I never achieved anything. So why should they? And I, I needed to overcome also that resistance. So yeah, I, I needed to be very self-motivated. But that must have been hard though. Yeah. Well, it was what it was. Uh, it, it wasn't easy. But on the other hand, it doesn't matter how tough or how easy it is, as long as you keep going, because the results are materializing from continuing the journey, from the compounding. So the only way to lose is to stop. Like there is no guarantee of success because you can keep going, keep going, keep going and never achieve. But there is a guarantee of failure. You stop trying to achieve. Like there is no way you will 
drift to the top of the mountain. Like it just doesn't happen. Okay. So even if you're going to keep trying every day, and of course you're going to end up making mistakes along the way, which is inevitable. Do you think that making mistakes is important and how, how quick should we be to maybe turn our mistakes around or maybe leave something that's not working for us and then move on, move on to maybe a slightly modified plan? Because not your plans are never going to go the way that you think they're going to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you will collect a lot of mistakes and failures uh, along the way. Are you familiar with the concept of uh, the growth mindset? Yes. Yeah, so this is it. Yeah, Mistakes are just like feedback loop. And if you can truly uh, speak to that mindset and it committing mistakes doesn't affect your self-worth, you do not beat yourself. Of course, it's easy. Like uh, Dave Ramsey is saying that success is really just one single thing which stays on a pile of failures. And that's so true. I, I told you about starting my writing career. Like my first idea, I, I started a blog on a platform that quickly stopped to be active at all. So I started another blog, Crickets. Uh, I started writing fiction in Polish and I got feedback. Okay, this is not too bad, but really uh, I realized, okay, I need to in improve my craft and work on it for years before I can really uh, be successful uh, in, in the fiction realm. And the next step was, yeah, this one of my friends read one of my blog posts and said, okay, that could be a, a good uh, ebook. Okay, so so I wrote this my, my field book, which by the way is about how to create your personal mission statement, and uh, yeah, and that was I would say my first success. The rest of that was just learning lessons along the way, and that's how really in reality uh, it works. Okay, so you have to make a series of failures before you, you think that you could have one or many big successes then well you don't have to but it's like the the law of of nature this is how it goes at, at the very beginning you are at your low lowest mm. like you don't know what you don't know you are clueless of course you are prone to make mistakes along the way when you collect your experiences of course, you are less prone to make mistakes and, and uh, get successes. But as you said, yeah, we set goals and they never, or rather, especially if they are uh, stretching goals, rarely go exactly as, as we hoped for. Uh, you always need to adjust, accommodate, uh, change your plans. I think Klauswitz uh, said that uh, the plans are only good uh, till you meet with the enemy. Yeah, so mm -hmm. only when, like Americans say, rubber meets the road, mm -hmm. then they are verified and you need to react to whatever reality is, is telling you. Okay, so you're a firm believer then in having a backup plan in case plan A doesn't work. Hmm, a firm believer, it, I, I think it's like, 
more of a personality thing than anything else. Because yes, I like to have a backup plan and second one and juggling too many balls at, at once because I just cannot commit to one thing. But there are and were in the history of humankind people who committed to one thing and they were so determined because they had no other options that they reached their goals and they did it in a massive way. So I would say it depends on the personality, whichever personality you are. It's a clever question, a clever answer, actually. But then some people say, or I've heard, or maybe even read a little bit, that having a plan B, you can sometimes maybe work on a plan B a lot and maybe plan B works better than plan A. So what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that's certainly how it worked for me. Like... uh I started from writing. Mm. Writing, it was my source of income for quite a few years. But then Amazon started playing with with ads. You needed to have really capital uh, mm. to, to be successful. So I moved and I played with coaching on the line. Yeah, and it did. It made me several hundred uh, dollars a month okay then i started advertising uh, books for others out and in like four years it, it became my main source of income and i i remember before i started this business i was so adamant about not getting into self-publishing space because i've seen so many scams there as an offer i just didn't want to be connoted with that crowd but Finally, I, I find a way to be remunerated by results, not by, you know, I don't just give them a price tag and, well, maybe you will be lucky. No, it's most of my projects are, will get you results and you will pay me for that results. Okay. And then I discovered coaching and I moved to business coaching rather out of accident than anything else because my first paying client she had a business she needed a lot of help with just it's more even it was even more mentoring than than coaching and we achieved uh, incredible results and now i i have this confidence okay i can help solopreneurs to really transform their business so i can charge prime for my coaching and mentoring uh, so it's easy to connect the dots when you look back it's so very hard to connect the dots if you look forward. Then it's maybe like for those individuals who have this huge vision and they are so determined that there is only one path for them. But for me, it was a road with many turns. Yeah, but then your many turns has, has maybe been you diversifying into different areas as opportunities arose. I mean, how important is is it to take adva full advantage of that opportunities because a lot of people wouldn't do it like maybe they're maybe apprehensive maybe a bit scared is it important to take full advantage of of and all opportunities given to you well of course no the most successful people say no to most uh, things and there is a saying which i i really adopted if it's not hell yes then it's a hell no 
So you cannot say yes to every opportunity. You you need to say yes to the opportunities that are like no brainer to you. Let's say this interview. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being on on uh, podcast interviews. I pretty enjoy that. But getting on a podcast is such a hassle. I don't like it at all. My VA is is doing ninety percent of my job when I apply for being interviewed. But in in this case, you reach out to me, so it was like no brainer for me. I know what to do. I've already been on like dozens of podcasts, and I enjoy doing it. Yeah, why not? You will uh, present me in front of your audience. Yeah, I will say yes immediately. But then I, I see as you know cold messages on LinkedIn or cold emails that are trying to convince me to buy this or that or to even give my time. Like a few weeks ago, there was a, like some someone talking about metaverse and and my brand there. I was like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't want. But I reluctantly agreed for a like introductory call, and they canceled it. Okay, so now I'm like, nope, it's no uh, hell yes. So I I won't get in uh, there. But you need also to have this open mind, and also it's that's why it's so important to keep going because you will accumulate experience. So another. Hell yes, example. I've been in self self publishing space for over 10 years. So I know a lot of people there. And there is one guy, Jonathan Green, and he coordinates like book giveaways and out, out for events. So, and he reached out to me like a couple of weeks ago. He is organizing a Prime Day event that dozens and dozens of nonfiction authors will promote the same event to the uh, email lists. And I was like, yeah, of course, no brainer. I already worked with Jonathan several times. All I need to do is to provide, like fill one survey, provide links, a cover, and then write and and send uh, email to my uh, list, which I'm doing anyway, every two weeks. Like, of course, that's the right opportunity. And so with time, with experience, you will learn to discern between, you know, okay, that's this great shiny object which can, which can distract you. Or yeah, that's a real opportunity and it's no-brainer. I should do it, period. Hell yes. Okay, that's interesting. So you were going back to saying that well, you've got, got this book, that's all about creating your own mission statement. How about going about creating your own mission statement? How do you actually go about creating your own mission statement? Okay, so there are three phases. Let I will try to uh, recall them from memory. The, the first is analyze yourself to the version of insanity. Like ask yourself questions. Come up with the values that are really important to you. Do some mental exercises which like in imagination which will really move you to the core not just okay i think uh, like those five-year goals yeah i want some amount of money no 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 it's really getting what is really important to you and the core ex- exercise for me and which i recommend in my book was imaginating my own 
funeral and what people would say about me. And I wrote this down and that was like this really starting point for my personal mission statement. So that's that's the step number one, uh, analyze yourself and write everything down after like I was answering those questions on paper when I was doing these mental exercises, then I had I, I took my journal and noted, okay, whatever was going through my mind, what I discovered. So write everything down. I had like 10 pages of notes after a month of work every single day for like 10 minutes to, to half an hour. And then chisel away non-essentials because you cannot have a mission statement 10 pages long. Uh, my is over a thousand words long, which is oh way too long. But uh, I'm I'm saying that okay, my life was a big mess, so I needed to a lot of things to put into my personal mission statement. If you are already clear what's important for you and so on, it can be even one sentence, which I gave some uh, examples in my book, like and in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey says about one thing, uh, one guy, I don't remember his name, it's in my book, that this guy was traveling, I think, from Texas to Hawaii. And yeah, that this one flight was enough for him to figure out his mission statement, and it was one sentence. So if you're already clear on what's important for you, uh, yeah, it will be condensed, it will be quick. But if your life was a mess, like, I haven't been thinking about any goals and future for 16 years uh, before creating my personal mission statement. So, yes, it was a huge mess and I needed to incorporate like dozen of different areas into it and it's over a thousand work a word long. Okay. So how do you know... Because it would be difficult if you were going to create your mission statement. How do you know what you would stand for? Yeah, well, that's what you need to discover during this work. It's not like, oh, like I'm saying, yeah? because you can chase some fancy saying, some, you know, okay, this is popular. And I think, and you do, do not think about, okay, this is popular. You just embrace it as yours but it's not it's easy that's why you need to spend this time on figuring out your values what's important and as i'm saying those mental exercises you cannot really fake them you need to for example travel to the future in my in your mind and and imagine okay how i will end or what i want to achieve and then you see things and you write all this down and uh, it's i know that also from my coaching uh, practice really you know this kind of work is not just what's in your head what you think you need to involve your whole being and this is what those deep questions and and those mental exercises are doing for you that okay you are actually feeling emotions uh, which are hinting you okay this is really important for me so it's, there is no mistake. Like, of course, I could mistake what's important for you uh, because I can only see your actions, mm. your face, 
your moves, but you are in your skin, you are in your head, you know what's going on, you know when it's authentic. And this is really, oh, as I told you about this in my book, like it's personal mission statement. So, and the personal part means it's yours, you own it. It's authentic you. If if there is no like those characteristics, it's not personal. It's mission statement. Maybe good for you, maybe not, who knows. But like this personal piece, this this work you are doing. We we all have intuitions. Like all kids are geniuses up to like five, six years old. Uh, the the brain waves are in those you know high states all the time uh, they have like amazing intuition and we all have intuitions we just you know cover it up with those rational thinking and whatever we uh, were taught in school and whatever our parents and teachers and friends like bestowed on us because we we are mimicking machines but in the end in in inside of you yeah, there is intuition that will silently tell you, yeah, that's right. And you can make mistakes because it's not like, okay, you put your mission statement in, in stone and that's it forever. Nope, you, you should, like, even by repeating it every day, I was feeling, okay, this one part doesn't really feel that good. And after several weeks, I think I... I yeah okay that's not mine that that was really something i got from the books i read and yeah it it wasn't me uh, so i just skipped that part and i rephrased a lot of not a lot but like at least 10 percent of my personal assessment so it really fit better what i meant to and was more was more efficient, effective. And the last thing about personal assessment, it should be in present tense and no negatives, just positives. So you you cannot effectively say to yourself, oh, I will not watch TV because your subconscious doesn't really understand the concept of, of negating something only the positive statements and in present tense because future and it's really not that easy to comprehend for subconscious it's not that it's totally foreign but it certainly isn't something familiar like we can imagine the fourth dimension time yeah but okay you need a lot of work to and all the uh, movies about time traveling shows uh, show that very aptly yeah like how it's hard to wrap our mind around the, the fourth dimension. So the, it's the same for uh, subconscious and then the future. Okay. That's interesting because you were, I was going to say, if you were going to make a mission statement when you were much younger, maybe starting out in your career, because everybody changes. I mean, I know that I've, for a fa- I know for a fact that I've changed since I was younger quite a lot, actually. And so if I had made a mission statement when I was younger, it might not suit me now. Is it? Is that quite realistic to say that your mission statement can change as you get older? Well, I, I 
don't have any research on that. I have my personal experience and my my experience is okay, this is still north. Like this is where my compass shows. Maybe the roads I imagined uh, that will lead there will be not the same, but I want to arrive there. And it it shifted very, very slightly. Of course, like if you're much younger, then yeah, like the the brains of of human beings they are formed till like I think twenty five years old. Mm. So yeah, you are not really a full grown person before that. So of course it can change. But other than that, really, like people say, values do not change. Like you you have some values and you will value them. Period. And I think that's that's true. That's how it works. So maybe, like I say, the means will change, but the end end point, not that much. Okay. It's a good answer, actually. So I have to ask you, you're known as Mr. Consistency. Why do people call you that? And is it important to be consistent in everything you do? So I was nicknamed by my friends. We participated at the beginning of 2013 in an online transformational contest organized by Early to Rise, Canadian millionaire Craig Ballantyne. So it was a challenge when every day you were supposed to report what did you do this day to inch you toward your goals. Mm -hmm. So we did that for three months and I, I kept doing it. I started a blog and I've been, had been doing it for a few years, every day, continuing this. And we, after the challenge, we got into some Facebook group, like they were following me, my friends. So they were aware of the amount of work and daily disciplines I'm putting into my growth. That's why they called me Mr. Consistency. And how important is that is hmm. I told you about this message of the slight edge. Success mm -hmm. is a few simple disciplines. That's so very true. Daniel Coyle, I think, wrote a book, The Talent Code. And when he told about how like humans are the only beings who have a substance called myelin in brains. So it works like that. If you do something, uh, you create a neuron path in your brain. When you repeat it, this path is strengthened and forced. Uh, it, it gets bigger, wider, stronger. And then myelin uh, starts to encompass this path. And then all the neural impulses are going faster and stronger through this path. So in the end, it means like people, we master it the art of compounding time because the more you do something the better you will be at it period like this is the biological reality and that's why it's so much important to be consistent and and also the slight edge says about the the other side of it yes small errors in, in judgment they compound into a huge failure in the end so it may be not that important if you eat a carrot or a hamburger today. But mm. if you repeat this or that every day, the end result is so much different. Yeah. So doing small 
habits, small disciplines every day compounds into much bigger uh, benefits than than just this thing. Yeah, that than just my three minute work workout in the morning. One morning, that's nothing. And if I counteract it with then being totally sedentary for the rest of the day, yeah, I would actually be sliding down. But doing something every day and not counteracting it with, with something which is totally against. Yeah. So uh, one day carrot, one day hamburger, one day carrot, one day hamburger. Uh, overall, it nullifies themselves. But if you keep doing one thing or the other, uh, you will reap the benefits and well, or rather the fruits, whatever they are, because the benefits of a hamburger every day is they are not really benefits. Okay. So do you think it is important to have good consistency as well as bad consistency? If you're going to be using what you were saying about eating hamburgers and carrots. Well, it's, it's only important if you want to have good or bad life. Yeah. And if you have, want to have control over your life, because you can be lax as most of us are about those things, finances, health, relationships, and you will get whatever will come. Jim Rohn said that, well, you should have a plan for your life. Otherwise, others will create a plan for you and guess what they have in stock for you. Not much. So you will get not much in the end. But if you want much, yes, you should think over what you want to do and what you can do every day to inch toward that destination. Do you really think that other people could make a plan for you if you don't make one yourself? Well, that's the reality. If you are an employee and you are not really planning your career, okay, you're just going to work every day. What's going on? Like, And it applies to billions of people on this planet. The same with health. You're not doing anything special for your health or even worse, you are neglecting your health yeah, because of your career or anything else. Keep continuing it for years and where you will end up, like we can see, you will be overweight, obese, and you will have cardiac problems and other health problems. That's the reality. Uh, I'm saying this is the law of nature. This is how we function. So you can go along with it or say, well, it's not true. It doesn't apply to me, but it's like telling gravity doesn't apply to me. Okay, try to fly. Good luck. I really like that. I do. That's really clever, actually. So I was going to ask you, do, do you ever regret leaving your old job in IT? Not at all. I have mixed feelings about many things I did, like about the price I paid to, to be where I am today. It was hard on my family, on my relationships. But actually what, what took me uh, toward this, this transformation of mine was extrapolating my situation to like decades. Then it was about financials. I, I figured it out, okay, I, I will have maybe the capital of $20,000 when I retire. And I was like, heck, that that's not good at all. 
I need to do something else. But yeah, this is this is what it, it's so easy like to extrapolate your situation for the next two three decades. Like you won't get anything else than you were getting unless you change your actions. So uh, I was seeing myself at the end of the road and. No, that was not a destination I would like to arrive at. But it must have been still really hard to even contemplate and making the change, though. You know, I always saying that it was extremely hard, but it wasn't extremely hard about like my courage choices or the, the hardest thing in my life ever was giving myself permission to succeed because my self-worth was close to zero absolute, full of self-doubts, uh, like very negative self-talk and no real role, role models around me. So hard to change myself, so hard to believe in myself and to believe in this better future. Like taking this fierce action, like deciding on, okay, I will try this approach it was so hard, like the hardest thing in my life. Like I quit my day job. Uh, comparing to that was easy peasy. Okay. Because I'm going to ask you about something you just said, actually. You were saying that it, you have to allow yourself to be successful. Do you believe that? Because that is quite a strong statement. Because I, I actually agree with you as well, actually. You do, because a lot of people maybe self-sabotage as well well i won't uh, tell it for, for them it's their situation i was the rock bloat and i'm still my, my biggest roadblock and of course if you will read the self-help literature there's a lot of about personal responsibility and that you should own everything in your life and every decision and every mistake and so on yeah maybe that's true it was true for me, that's for sure. Like, because, and, and think of it like, okay, who will succeed? Of course, I, nobody else. You cannot just sit and wait, okay? I will sit and wait and succeed because um, my wife will do the work or my kids or whoever else. Yeah, may happen, may not. But if you want to, to set goals and achieve something, you are the one who need to put the work and if you are sabotaging yourself if you are not really believing that it can happen of course you will not even start not even allow yourself to start okay so how do you get rid of the yourself roadblock then now from this decade-long journey the best way is really to uh, tap into power of others to have feedback from friends accountability partners, coaches, mentors, to be in mastermind. So you have uh, insight from outside of yourself. It can scratch your own beliefs and personal philosophy much better than you from the inside. Yeah, it's like an egg. It's hard to break an egg from the inside. It's so easy to smash it uh, from the outside. So it, that's the best way, the fastest way. But you need to be humble enough to, to be open to feedback from others yeah to not take it so personally 
it just okay i see your actions and your actions say that it's not your priority okay yeah that's true what's going on here that that's the fastest way but also yeah th this is how i think uh, personal mission state work this work worked for me i was repeating those words every single day in present tense and then in my day i was doing something against that that was my uh, wake-up call okay so you are saying this you are doing this uh, you need to adjust one or the other and i don't want to do this and go that path and end up in like a sad place like this retirement with very little fi finance uh, backup nope so yeah i need to adjust my actions and and go back to it okay that's really excellent actually right i'm gonna end the interview okay you're amazing by the way actually that's all the questions i have today i would like to thank Mikael for your time that brings us to the end of another episode thank you for listening and see you next week That brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I'd like to gently encourage you to leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with another person. You can also follow me on LinkedIn or via my website, www.michellefraserconsultancy.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.